What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local, as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast. Subscribe to Move Local and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Duntas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Move Local Podcast. My name's Dalton, and alongside me today is my beautifully bearded co-host, Eric. Eric, how are we doing today? Good, man. Yeah, super pumped. How are you, Dalton? Not too bad. I know you just got in from a, a run, so you're feeling good, ready yeah, to go? feeling energized. Got the endorphins uh, kicking, so. Good. And you got a lot in common with our guests. You like to run. You have a beard. Our guest likes to run. He has a beard <laughs> as well. Um, we're super pumped to have Vince on from Steel, Ta- Steel Town Athletic Club. Um, he's also a big runner. Uh, I know he works at Excel Fitness, which is also in the Hamilton area. And we're super excited to have him on the podcast today to talk about all things running, health, life. Vince, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. How are you? Not too bad. Did you get out for a run today? No, yesterday, it's, uh, Thursdays is elevation trail run. Um, so Fridays, I usually take it easy and just do some mobility, stretch out the, you know, soleus because in the glutes, because that's what takes the hit <laughs> on me anyways. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Fridays are usually uh, uh, rest days and get back at it on the weekend. Very nice. Yeah. And I know you're coming off. You ran the 50K at Sulphur, correct? Yes. Yes. I did the 50 K. Yeah. So like as recording this podcast, it's about like almost, almost a week out. Um, how, how's the body recovering? How are you feeling? The body is re- recovering by Monday. So a couple of days after I wasn't really sore. Um, <clears throat> I had a pretty good, like during the three month, um, training, I had a pretty good recovery routine, um, internally body and externally as well. Um, it's just the exhaustion is still sitting there. Cause I can, I recognized it yesterday. Like, uh, like I could do this no problem, but like, I'm just tired. <laughs> like, so it's, it's one of those things where your, your mind wants to do it because you know, you're, you're feeling good, but your body's just like, you know what? A couple more days. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's always good to to make sure you listen to listen to the body. Yeah. Um, on the on the note of like running and and even just health, I think it's a it's a good place to start. Like, I'd be curious to hear: has this always been like you know something that's been part of your life? Has it been new to you, both the running and the the health aspect of it? I'd love to hear that part. Yeah, I've been running since I was five, like just doing like the you know for fun, you know. Uh, primary school Olympics thing when you know it was just like a good feeling to you know be able to see the Olympians on TV and then kind of simulate it at that age on the track right um, <clears throat> and running I played almost every sport um, except for football and water polo um, two most dangerous sports I, I feel <laughs> yeah <laughs> water so, polo is extremely physical like way is. more i've never played but just like from what i hear it's pretty physical so yeah i played all yeah yo you played yeah i did all through high school it's uh what goes on under the water is, uh, can get pretty vicious for sure yeah. yeah yeah i wasn't into that so um so i played everything else i you know i did track i did uh soccer that was my other one uh, basketball was my other primary and then i also played uh volleyball baseball um as well and i was wasn't the best at any of them but i was i was very good i was i was you know i i put my part in and it was it was obviously a team effort and that's where i excelled um and i wasn't the biggest kid so my thing was if i can outrun and out energize everyone like just have you know first quarter energy at the uh you know last five minutes of fourth quarter you know, I can, I can hold my own. So yeah, running has been a huge staple since I was young, just because it's where I excelled and, and running and endurance is basically part of every sport. Um, so it was for myself, it was easier to adapt that with the endurance part and then the skill set of each sport is different. So it was, uh, you know, it, I had to, adjust and you know some sports are like soccer is constant moving and baseball it's not you know things like that so um i didn't really obviously i was younger so i didn't really have a training routine but i what i did was i ran to school every morning with my backpack you know ran to work ran you know by the time i was done at 9 p.m ran back from um from center mall to sanford street you know like and that was my every day and you know that aside from sports i just always been moving yeah that's awesome how um how did you find like playing sports it, and it seems like you have gotten like a good variety of obviously sport but also like team and the individual sport with the running like how has that influenced just like you as a person with me I'm I feel like I'm very observant and I can I do my best to read people it's part of you know um sometimes when you're you're heated into sports it's hard to see things so i take steps back um, and just kind of you know read people like okay this person is really upset you know and they're when they when they are like that they their performance is you know off or vice versa right um so adapting that way um with running and and just using you know like the skill sets of every sport was like i said it's it's different so um, again, I wasn't the best, but I can, I can, I had that ability to read people, read the field, work with my own teammates. Cause you know, we had the top performers and, and I was, I, I basically supported 
the top performers and you know like for example soccer i was i was uh, mid center because i could run from net to net no problem all day long and i can swing left swing right um if i had to right so um so yeah like working with the team and and just kind of reminding them they're good at like hey good job up there you know like what else can i like i screwed up here what else can I, you know just sort of keeping them engaged, like creating that team effort atmosphere versus um, only one, two top performers, right? Like just kind of honing into that um, because that's where I was. I was, I was the team player. I wasn't uh, the, I wasn't the, uh, the striker who's, you know, who's the strikers usually, for example, like, you know, soccer right there or, or a point guard, they're usually uh, in basketball. They're usually the, uh, the main focus in right. um, summer tunnel visual visioned and, and they forget about things like that. So, um, you know, I guess that's where the whole coaching side of me kind of started as well, right? Just from being a player and, and identifying those things and on my own and and uh, navigating through that to keep myself included and and not just uh, physically being there. Yeah, definitely. That's actually one thing. I wanted to touch on a little bit because I saw that uh, you do some run coaching and, and mobility coaching as well. Um, and, you know, it seems like you have a really strong team kind of background and having that really strong endurance base and, and running since you were as long as you can remember. And that obviously helps you develop that team uh, uh, camaraderie in those team sports because you're like you said, you're able to support everyone there. But I do want to touch on just kind of the coaching stuff that you do, just, um, you know, just kind of talking about training philosophies a little bit around running and just kind of like, yeah, talking a little bit more about what got you into coaching or, or um, uh, yeah, basically just touching on the coaching aspect there. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, running, I feel, is 90% mental um, and 10% physical. Um, so my biggest thing with coaching and running is for new people, especially um, is showing up's the hardest part. I was talking to someone about this today and who's, who started from like, just not even being part of the club to, to, um, to being one of the leaders um, after a few weeks. Um, it, but showing up was, was the biggest challenge. Um, and that's a mental piece right because once you get there once you get rolling you'll you feel your your mind settles in like all right well this wasn't that bad what you know why was i thinking like because that's the thing with with i have a lot of people that um that just watch from the outside they you know like you know social media stuff they they uh you know we dm back and forth if they you know if they if they do that but they're just not at that point to come out right so that's that's the biggest thing in the last um, you know, three years I've been doing this publicly as, as Steel Town Athletic Club is, is supporting the people that way because I want them to eventually come out. And if they're messaging, if they're following and, and they're liking things that we're already doing, that's already showing interest. It's just that barrier, the mental piece. So once, and this is 100% all the time thing, once they finally come out, and it's almost word for word every time is why did I not do this sooner? 
Yeah. Because because after like a like an easy 5k trail run that we offer on Tuesday nights, for example, it's just like the the feeling is amazing. Like the you know, we're very welcoming. So if there's a new face, we hey, how are you? You know, I'm you know Vince or whoever is leading introduces himself. Uh, are you new here? We ask that question because we have like four or five days a week of running. So not everyone meets everyone. Um, yeah, so they introduce themselves and and you know light conversation. Um, and if I'm there and there's a new person, I usually try to stick with them just to engage, just to make sure that they're okay. Hey, how's it going? You know, it's okay to you know take a break. You know, did you you know yeah, don't force yourself to keep up because again, that's the other pieces. Um, to joining a run group or any type of group is, is holding people back. Like, I don't want to be that person that holds people yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so we, whatever we offer, um, we're very transparent on what it is. Um, for example, the, the schedule is the weekly routine schedule is, is very inclusive and every day is a little bit different. So there's a variety of things. It's not the very same thing every single time. So Mondays is a, uh, it's a easy pace at your pace, 6K at Bayfront. Um, and you can run, walk, do basically whatever you want. And we also have, we started about 12 weeks ago, um, uh, a group called Every Body Crew. Um, and I don't know if you've seen on social media, that has brought so many new faces to the group that I haven't ever met and never thought I would because we created that space to be just inclusively coming out to even walk because everyone's like, Oh, I got to not everyone, but like some people who have a challenge to showing up, it's, they feel like they have to prepare to show up. Mm. Right. So what does that mean? Like as, as a coaching, from a coaching standpoint, what does that mean? So we created this opportunity for that, mindset of folks to have that opportunity to come out walk be social and then we slowly integrated walk run you know 30 seconds on two minutes off like not even you know like just something so chill like or just continuously come out and walk or you know bring your kids out bring your dog right and then the goal is for those who feel comfortable enough they can come to the other group where it's, you know, you can run with, uh, run, walk at a little faster pace, or you're able to do a five, six K then, you know, there's, there's that option there too. So creating that space from a, like I said, from a coaching standpoint, identifying that barrier, it's all about listening. It's all about trying to understand the mind, right. Of, of these challenges. Um, cause running is very difficult mentally to get into. And then once you do that, you're, you you enjoy it because there are benefits from it. Like you said, your endorphins were flying, and you when you when you got yeah. back, right? Um, and at, at everyone's level, there that that's attainable. So it could be like a thirty minute walk or a thirty minute run, and and from two different people, the results could be the the rewards can be equal for for both types of people. So that's the type of space that we create. Um, yeah, and then Tuesdays is a chill. 5k trail run at joke. So folks who are nervous about trail running, right? Because that's a scary situation. We, our run group is 75% women or non-binary. 
uh, queer trans folks, um, because we create that safe space, we are welcoming, we, we understand um, how to, to show respect to these individuals when they are there with, with, um, with being inclusive in many ways of even conversations, there's things that you should and should not say, right? Or should and should not ask, right? Um, and we treat everyone 100% respectfully and, and include them in conversations. We ask, if we're asking, you know, person beside us question and there's another person, we, you know, we ask that other person a question, the same question, like keeping them engaged, not just tagging along. Um, and that's the other part of the coaching aspect is, um, is that like just keeping everyone, even though it's a fun community run, it's a team feel, right? And and the the cliche saying there is no I in team exactly. Um, so we want to make sure everyone is included, even in the conversations. Yeah, no, I love that, and I think something I want to come back to, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this, um, <clears throat> is that like thing that holds people back from just showing up like you know i feel like as as a as physical therapist like we often hear this like oh like i i put this off or i i just wasn't ready to make the the jump to like come in and get help like on your end like what do you find that barrier is for people most often um like is it fear is it like is there something that pops up for you most more frequently it's definitely um, a safe space, um, and to feel comfortable because there's a lot of anxiety running through, like, we're we're not targeting high run, like high end runners. We're not targeting like, you know, PRs, uh, like people chasing PRs all the time. There are other groups, there are other circles that offer that that's not us. So when you are dealing with folks that are just wanting to come out it's definitely anxiety it's definitely fear um it's there's trauma involved like you know uh, ptsd involved right um whether it's run related or not or it could be life reasons related and these folks are looking for a safe space to be outside be on the trails or or with a with um with a group and feel safe and feel like they are not an inconvenience. So I take all of those factors and and accommodate to them. And that's basically what Stack is 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 built around. And every single run lead understands that. We when we bring on a run lead, we we have a um, I don't want to say rules, but we have a description, like a like a job description of of what we should expect from ourselves and what we should expect during the runs and, and how should we conduct ourselves. Um, so it's, it's, it, even though it is fun, like we still have to understand who is showing up. It's not everyone who has a perfect life and they're there to, you know, uh, go for a run. It's, it's never just going for a run. Everyone has their reasons to, to show up. Right. Um, so with our group, we are very proud of our, of our demographic and, knowing that it is a safe space and, and people believe in that and feel that. And now we have more and more and more coming because of that. Like that's a, that's a wonderful feeling. 
Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, I think it's great. Like uh, the, the, the word that I, I really liked was just like making people feel comfortable. Um, I think that's so important. Like, especially for, for, there's a variety of reasons, like you mentioned that people might have, have struggles. Right. Um, but just like when you, when you're making people feel comfortable, it's a lot easier for them to overcome those, those feelings or those fears that they have. Um, you know, whether it be just, you know, being in a large group is makes, makes people uncomfortable or fearful, or even just for me, even thinking to myself was like getting into trail running, just like going into the trails. Like I'd never really run in the trails before. Um, and there's just this like a fear around doing something new that you're not used to doing. And, um, being able to go and be a part of a group that makes you feel comfortable and kind of helps guide you through that process to start, um, is always like something that's going to be beneficial for the individual. So, um, and it's, it's so, there's such a variety of what that fear or that thing is for, for each person. So it's awesome to hear you guys like really trying to, you know, be aware of, of that in the individuals that come, come to your group. Uh, Yeah. One thing that I love that you touched on is everyone has, their reason for coming out and running. And definitely as a coach, you know, it's something that it seems like you do a really good job of, you know, kind of understanding everyone's whys, you know, getting to learn about every person in the group and, um, you know, just learning about everyone who comes through and goes for the run. And so one thing I kind of wanted to touch on is, you know, since starting Stack, what like kind of have you learned about yourself and what have you learned about the group in general? Um, coming from 20 years in the automotive industry and, um, and just, you know, dealing with, uh, being management, being sales and living that corporate sales management life, um, and then switching gears to the next, you know, week to going for, you know, personal training course, <laughs> um, um, it's, that was a shock on its own, uh, in both good and bad ways because bad let's start with that was thinking that basically what am I going to what's how's this going to be what am I going to do like like how like because I'm always used to knowing the outcome having the goals you know because every the annual was was the same just your 10% increase of, of goals right but this was a whole new venture um and the only thing I knew was I enjoyed running running trails, doing Spartan races, you know, challenging myself, being outside. Um, and that was because it was therapeutic for me. It was something I needed. Right. Um, and then starting stack, um, I wanted to use that training method that I was doing and create some, Mm -hmm. create a new culture, a new, uh, personal training style culture of, of with running like strength and endurance um incorporating running because running not every not every personal trainer or training style includes that right um so doing that what i've learned about myself is i took Mm -hmm. those many years of skill sets that i've learned i basically consider that going to school for what i'm doing now Mm-hmm. spending those 20 years learning not just about myself using the business and industry skills and and people skills and customer service skills um and adapting them because it was it's ingrained in me so i adapted that to just being a good human 
and listening and understanding as customer service I, and, and customer service. That's what I did and understanding the needs. And that's, and then obviously accommodating to the needs. And that goes back to what we just talked about is, is understanding that everyone shows up for their own reasons. No one is just showing up just to come for a fun run, whether they know it or not, they're there for a reason to better themselves. Right. Um, so, you know, understanding that it, it was, it's a, it was in the beginning a stressful position because I was pivoting and I was dealing with a whole new demographic of folks. Um, and, you know, a lot of people open up um, about their challenges and all that. Right. So it was uh, like, there's a toll that it takes for, to, to it's just like, you know, uh, being a physiotherapist or any type of therapist, you're, you're, you're taking in a lot of information from other people and all their challenges. Right that takes a, like a mental and physical toll. And that's something that hit me pretty hard because I didn't expect that. Um, but I understood what was happening and I learned to use my skills to adapt to it. Um, and, and floors that because I didn't realize how much it was needed for people. And, and I know it's, it's just something that I'm good at is, is, was the running category, but like, you know, other people find these routes in other avenues of, of whether it's industry or, or life, but um, running is an, a very useful tool for, for understanding who you are. And I wanted to help people do that. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and it's cool to hear you like taking the skills from like one aspect of of your life, obviously, like in the automotive industry sales, and then taking those skills and adapting them to what you're doing now. And, and ultimately, I've always thought of those skills as just like communication um, and communicating effectively, right? And I think there's a lot of parallels between like what you just said to, you know, to what we do um, as physiotherapists and the importance of communication and understanding the person in front of you and listening and um, along with that comes a lot of emotion, right? Like people, people, we're all dealing with something, but you know, you get, you can make that connection. You start communicating well with them. And then you start to learn a lot about them, which sometimes can be a lot for you as a, an individual. So I can relate to that. Um, you know, it's, I've been practicing for going on four years now. And one of the things that I think I've learned is trying to create some boundaries between like not taking on too much of other people's emotion, like trying to find outlets for myself to, um, to manage that. Cause I, I would say I'm a very like empathetic person. So that was a very, very much draining on me almost to the point where I couldn't then, um, operate at the level that I wanted to operate at. And, um, that can become, that can become challenging for sure. So. Yeah, no. And the, the biggest thing also is, is understanding that in the, in the community and in society with BIPOC runners and, and folks that identify in the LGBTQ, um, um, community as well. Um, you know, there's additional challenges there as well, right? Like there's tons of racism in, in running and in sports. Um, and there's tons of barriers. Like it's hard for, like when I, that, one of the reasons why I switched to trails is because I was getting kind of exhausted with, you know, the harassment on the streets, like having things thrown at you. And, um, you know, I know one of our BIPOC runners who's been spat on while, while running, like, like minding his own business and, mm -hmm. and, 
it's a safe space for for women and, and queer trans folks as well right it's um because of the harassment piece like getting cat called getting you know like um you know homophobic comments like it's just like come on like yeah. like you don't have to do it but you know unfortunately people like that exist and the only the, the people who get affected by it are the ones who are receiving it right so and then what happens then is you stop running you stop using that outlet that personal outlet to get your endorphins going to make your day feel better um to breathe fresh air so i i switched to trails um and then that's when i realized like this is therapeutic like getting outside like i used to be so deep in, in into a run i used to sometimes just stopped and just looked around like just and just listened close your eyes sometimes even right like just like dive deep into it you know and and i just wanted to make sure that everyone else because i don't i did i never got it the worst but because i there's always someone who's always you know got it worse than you um so just thinking about that like i just want to make sure that that everyone else receives what i am able to receive and it's a, it's a privilege right and not everyone can and that's the people that we want to help get out is the ones who have these barriers and don't think that running is an option for them so we want to make it clear and 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 attainable um option for them yeah and the trails are such a great way like to give people like almost that, that feeling that you described where you want to just stop and like soak it in. Um, I haven't been running that long, probably going on like two years now consistently and more recently getting into the trails. Um, and I've the, the only time I've really experienced, like I it is on the trails where I literally stop and I'm like, wow, this is like a very cool experience. Like, um, you're very aware of, I don't know if it is just the surround, like the surroundings, like being out in nature, but it makes you very aware of everything around you and almost a sense of gratitude um, many times for myself on trail runs. And I've never really experienced that before um, in like running on the road and not to say like running on the road, like whatever you can do, you can do it. I enjoy doing it. Um, but I never got that feeling until like I was in the trails and it's a, it's a cool experience that I would want everyone to at least have the opportunity to get that because it can be it can be very impactful for for your well your well-being outside of like the physical sense 100 percent, 100 percent. like it's like everyone usually starts on the on the road because that's successful it's right at your front door you can go around your block right um it's just yeah once you get out the out of that area i know it's easier for you guys since you're in the middle of yeah, trail central um <laughs> but uh but hamilton has so many trails it's like it's amazing how it's not more well known about it and that's what myself and and the other leads of stack are trying to do is we we switch locations on every sunday 10k trail run because we want to showcase basically and have everyone experience that so um we don't run the same routes all the time on Sundays because why, why should we hold ourselves back? Why, you know, there's tons of waterfalls. We have the most waterfalls per capita, I think in the world or something like that. Um, so let's go visit a couple during a run. Let's, you know, dunk our heads and let's, you know, cool off with, you know, um, take some great pictures. Um, and that, you know, that's, that's the thing too. It's, it's, it's such a therapeutic thing. It's, and it's all around us. And, it's just, you know, week by week, we get 
a couple of new people. And that makes us so happy because we're, we're bringing in new people to experience it. So very, very rewarding. Yeah, definitely. I know, I know for myself, like in my running journey, like, you know, I, I started on the road and I still do run majority on the road, but, you know, getting a job here in Dundas now and being in the, basically the center of all the trails. It's funny. Some, some of my coworkers are like, yeah, well, you know, we're going to see how long it takes you to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to become a trail runner. But I definitely think like, cause you, you, you touched on, you know, finding yourself or using running as a form of kind of finding yourself. And I think trail running offers a lot more um, opportunity for that based on just some of the, the, the benefits that we said. Um, and you, you guys, you know, you, you take, uh, your crew through, through the waterfall areas and stuff. And so is that like stuff, something you'll, you'll often do is kind of like bond at the waterfalls, let them dunk their head and, you know, outside of just going for the run, like what other kind of, you know, fun things do you guys kind of do on the trails there? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the waterfalls, um, we, we usually sometimes route it where we do visit two to three, um, especially if it's going to be like a humid Sunday, like we, we need a dunk (laughs) (laughs) or, or just get your feet wet. Cause in like 20 minutes, it's going to be dried anyways. Right. Um, or just like, you know, take your hat off and soak up your hat and, and throw it back in your head. And, um, the views are also part of the, part of the breaks as well. Like, um, just getting to like a cliff or like an edge where you can see, more forestry or more of the city or you know just a nice landscape just we and I just step back and just kind of look at everyone just zoned out and just mm-hmm. taking it all in like for 10 20 seconds there they just disconnected from life to absorb what's in front of them and you know that's a pretty cool thing that I can I can identify and 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 see other people doing that um it just reminds me of you know the reasons why i got into the trails and and what's helped me and it's again it's just so rewarding to see other people taking that in and then we you know that's you know a couple minutes there and then we we head off to um another checkpoint and you know we we have like i'm not the most experienced one for the for trail routes but we have a couple of runners that have been who lived in this area and been trail running a lot longer than I have, who know the trail routes better than city streets. So that's a, it's a huge, uh, it's a huge benefit and huge appreciation for, for people like that uh, to be part of the team. Cause it helps me grow too. Cause I know, cause during the lockdowns, every time the gyms were closed, I, you know, was, uh, yeah, every time lockdown was happening, the gyms were closed. So that means I wasn't working. So I was out running every day. So I just learned that way. So I just ran the same route for like one week and then next week ran a different route, you know, just to familiarize and, and understand like left, right. And, you know, this takes you here, this takes you here, you know, things like that. Um, and, and yeah, and that's, you know, I'm developing my skill sets of, of navigating and, and, uh, routing. And, and that's the other thing I think you mentioned Dalton is, is the fear of like, getting on the trails like you you are you as soon as you start you feel like you're already lost oh yeah that was one of my biggest <laughs> one of my biggest barriers was like the fear of getting lost and then you just feel like i'll never find my way back and then i'm just gonna be yeah. here i'm gonna be stuck here and then i'm gonna run out of water <laughs> all those all those feels yeah. you just start spiraling yeah 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 so that's and that's the other huge thing is is when we're 
we uh, we usually have uh we do our best to have two to three leads so front middle back right just to support everyone and and have that those feelings is kind of not an option because you you don't have to worry about it right aside from bringing your own hydration right. but um but yeah yeah and it, and it sounds like the community that you've built like not only the leads but the people that know the the environment and the standards that you guys have set amongst the group are going to be there to elevate those people who are probably more nervous, right? Like I'm sure you've had people coming out that have been coming out for, for a long time now. And they're almost like leaders, even though they're not designated as leaders. And I think that's really such a cool thing to see when you start building community is when those people, some of those people that came to you that were really scared and nervous have now elevated to leaders. And I think that's really cool to watch like the growth of people um, through that process. Yeah. And that's exactly word for word, what, how we have our leadership team, because to start off, it was myself and, and Martin um, who basically helped get Stack going. Um, and then a couple of other runners that are very well seasoned and, you know, ultra runners too. So like, it was like, I was nervous because like I wasn't an ultra runner and I don't know the trails as well as these guys, but, you know, with, uh, with the names of uh, Martin and Alexi and, um, and, and Ryan Saunders, um, they, they helped create stack and continuously mold and, and be part of it, um, as much as they can. Um, and it's, it's an amazing feeling to be around people like that because it's, it's groomed me to be who I am with stack today. And, and like you mentioned, like we've had, we have people who are, who are regular run leads who start off with, with just kind of just watching us do our thing and then nervous to come out. And now they're leading their own groups. Right. Um, and, and, you know, having their own personal identity out there and then being safe, uh, they feel safe about it and comfortable, confident, like that. I love seeing that, like they're confident in who they are and, and they, there's no fear of, of being judged. There's no fear of, um, there's no anxiety or, or pressure of, of trying to be somebody else out there like the the um the stigma of what a runner should look like or what a runner should how a runner should perform nah none of that if they're they're you know we have runners that are that do that but they also are grounded people who understand like this is a community run we're not gonna it's not a race like you know so um but it's it's a humbling feeling and and very uh very rewarding feeling that that from leadership from the top end right to the newcomer it, it's it's a graduation process I like to say like it's um and and it helps people and yeah you can be a lead if you want it's we're not there's no criteria for other than other than being yourself enjoying what you're doing and, and wanting to do it right yeah no it's awesome the community partnerships as well is, is a huge, I don't want to leave these folks out. Um, like as growing into it, um, we've networked with tons of community groups who require support. Um, it's just in, in our community and in society for whether it's for food, shelter, you know, um, any type of, you know, mental, physical support. Like we, we do lots of things over the years. Um, because it's more, I always say it's more than just running. Um, because, we're such a strong group of people. There's other people that can benefit from what we are privileged to have. Um, so that's one thing that we definitely do. 
um, and community uh, and, and partnerships with, uh, for example, Merrill, who's helped get people out on trails. Biggest barrier is, is, is financial uh, barrier and not just comfort. So, so far this year alone, we've probably gifted about 20 runners with with pair of uh, Merrill kicks to be nice. out on the trails. Um, and that's an amazing feeling too. And, and now these people are, are regular runners, um, which is an amazing thing. Before that, they wouldn't have been, right? Um, and, uh, and Lululemon, um, um, who's, who's helped out the run groups with, with just engagement and being out there with the community. Um, we have lots of things planned with them this year to do more outside of running with the community. Um, so again, we're, we're more than just running. Um, we're a strong group of folks that are here for the people and we have lots of support behind us to, to get us there. So, um, and yeah, to find more about stack it's, uh, we're on Instagram, uh, steel town athletic club, Facebook. Um, we have, it's the same thing, steel town athletic club. Um, and I usually stick to those two main things, um, and um, yeah, the other, I just want to mention one other thing that we're doing uh, outside of running is, is um, this is the first public announcement of it as well. Um, we're starting um, a basketball league in the heart of Hamilton. Um, so meaning ward one, two, three, four, um, where there is no league for kids um, ages five to 18. So that's my project for 2022 is is putting that together and um, providing kids a outlet and with organized sports um, where where they don't have it. So um, we're hoping to reach to about 300 to 600 kids this year uh, to be part of this. That's awesome. Is there a, is there any way people could support that um, side of things for you? Anything you guys got going on or places we can send them? Um, that will be coming out um, cool. this month. So um, that's how fresh it is. It's uh, we have tons of community support uh, supporters like financially, um, but obviously it's, 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 there's obviously going to be more needs of support in that way as well. Um, yeah. So it's, this is the first time it's publicly said and, um, and we're going to start with a summer league for July and August uh, for kids uh, ages 12 and up. And then the full league is going to start in October for October till March. So um, we're partnered with the Hamilton Honey Badgers. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. Jumpstart Canada, um, Lululemon, um, and a couple other uh, big ones I can't say yet because it's not finalized. But it's it's this league is going to be a game changer, not just for the people, but um, I like to make sure things that I do are very impactful, not just show up, play, and go home. So um, it's going to have a, a huge piece where it, this league is going to be for fun. Yes. But there's also going to be an opportunity for those showing elite level athleticism and, and drive. We're going to provide them with training to reach those goals because we want to see post-secondary opportunities happen uh, for college and university uh, basketball and then sports in general. So, um, so that's the big picture and, and we're, we're going to hit the ground hard with it. Not even light. So very pumped about it. Yeah, I love it. Where, like, what? I want to keep going on this because this is good. Where, where, <laughs> where do you? Where does that come from for you? Like, why is that important? Um, well, 
this part of Hamilton, when I say the heart of Hamilton, usually people refer to it as the lower part of Hamilton, which I don't like because there's a stigma view to it, right? Um, so in this area where I live, uh, where I, when I came to Canada, where I lived and did life and came back, I'm going to live in here again because I love it. Um, a lot of newcomers, a lot of uh, POC families um, where, and it's, it's a equity deserving area um, where it's a basically work to live, not to thrive situation where the opportunities to do more are, it's a, it's a less situation because you, you got to worry about your day to day, your paycheck to paycheck and kids start to be adults very young age because they have to be a contributor to the family as, as some adults do. And as soon as they graduate high school, um, university is not really an option because there's obviously a financial barrier every year the tuition goes up so it's not a attainable vision right or a attainable um goal and when they start grade nine for example so we're trying to change that so if i get a student athlete in grade nine we introduce them to mcmaster sports we introduce them um, we're partnered with the uh, mcmaster black student athletic council um and they support us heavily with, um, with um, POC athletes to be role models for these kids because I want them to see who they can be in the future. So like we have one um, McMaster um, athlete who's helped out over the lockdowns, who's now playing for the Argonauts. Nice. Cool. But also is, has graduated from school for, um, I apologize. I don't remember the uh, mm -hmm. the uh, how, what uh, we graduated with, but you can do both, right? So these are the visions that need to be presented um, because to break the generational poverty, break the systematic oppression of this area, there has to be a bridge for that gap. There is a low rate of um, BIPOC post-secondary students, let alone student athletes, where I'm trying to create a bridge with sports to be that gateway, using sports to bridge that gap, to get these kids into post-secondary opportunities. And during that process, let's say they didn't do it, but during that grade nine to graduation process, if they didn't even get there to that point, but think about the characters and people that we built. Right. Help them, help them get there. <clears throat> so it's. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> no, that's okay. It's. Um, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's just hard because there's so much talent that we don't know that's been missed out on because yeah. these opportunities are depleting year by year from the city, from schools from just society and it feels like our area is always the last to be looked at and the hardest to be judged to even receive an ounce of anything that schools in the more um let's say higher income areas get like it sucks really sucks yeah no and and it's um you know, it takes, it takes people like you to, to step up and, 
you know, start to try and create these bridges for people. Right. And I think there's, there's, there's a lot of courage in that. And I think once people start to try to at least take steps and connect people together, which it seems like you're really good at doing, I think more people, at least my hope would be more people from, from many walks of life would be willing to, to jump on board and support that. Um, because you know, it is important and you can, and I can tell, obviously it's something that's very, um, important to you. And so I think it's, it's great to like get the message out and continue to, to like connect with as many people as possible. And it's, it's a big reason why we wanted to start this podcast was like to take the opportunity to highlight people such as yourself. Um, because a lot of times it's just, people aren't aware of these things even, or even the opportunity to support something like what you're doing. Um, so it's, it's awesome that I'm glad that we got to, to talk a little bit about that and ha- have you share that. Cause, um, it's obviously very important to you. No, for sure. Thank you for, you know, the extra little bit of time and sure you didn't expect that and I didn't either, but, you know, like going through high school and graduating and I, I feel like I feel guilty for being privileged to go to college and, and do what I do. Um, because I know people that either, either ended up in a six by six cell or six feet under. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing by trying to, to make a change with the opportunity that you got. And I think that's all like, we can really ask of people. It's like, Hey, you know, you got, we've got an opportunity. You, you know, we've gotten to experience these things. It's like, how can we now give back and try to make change and provide more opportunity? Cause that's the only way you get more people getting chances. Like, you know, I've been very privileged to do the things that I've done. I know we all have here for sure. So I think giving more people the opportunity to get that is, is exactly what we need to try to do. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I'm willing to like liquidate all of my energy and efforts to even start this, what, what's happening because it's a generational thing. It's, this isn't going to be success, successful in a year or five years or 10 years. It's right. going to be successful when these kids graduate. If I get a hundred kids and I can get, you know, the 10% rule and, and 10 of them go on to do better. That's I'm happy. I'm happy. And yeah and to, to break that cycle to let them know that life can be a little bit different it, i'm not even saying like get out of you know get out of this area like no this is a lovely area we just need to have better opportunities and unfortunately it's not going to be given to us so we have to go get it and mm-hmm. hopefully i can right now it's just me <laughs> doing all this and with with a, with a hand from you know my partner with uh, with grant writing and and a few other folks but like yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to build a solid team and make this, make this into something that's going to be here to stay and, and well-known for, for this, for this neighborhood and, and for the heart of Hamilton, for sure. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, I want to tr- transition to a couple uh, rapid fire questions for you. So cool. um, what would be like your favorite local trail to run or like favorite segment that you, that you like to run? Favorite segment. <clears throat> I don't run it enough, but I do like the Ancaster area where K2 is. Mm, yeah. Right. It's a, uh, it's a painful one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's a good training, um, training route. It's like a one K loop. Um, there's some technical, there's a technical aspect to it. There's elevation obviously to it as well. It's a mountain biking route and we run it backwards like basically uphill versus downhill biking right mm-hmm. um yeah that, that'd be that area for sure 
Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what would be like, this is such a tough question, but one of your favorite local restaurants in Hamilton area. Oh, okay. Um, favorite. Hmm. That's a good one. I'm part Napoleon. So I do like, um, like Napoleon Indian food. Um, so shoot, I'm drawing a blank on the name Himalaya. I think it's called on Centennial. Um, yeah, it's just delicious, like veggie. There's no meat there, but it's just like, it's just so it's a, it's a delicious comfort food, but like without meat and just savory, uh, flavors as well. Love it. Yeah. It's an awesome recommendation. I'm, I'm close to there. So I might. Yeah. Have to check <laughs> yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's say, uh, favorite you coffee guy. Um, I just drink coffee. <laughs> well let's say favorite like local cafe or or a place to grab like something like that perfect um yeah downtown on king street uh one for all coffee oh i've never heard of that place yeah it's a uh, king and ferguson um yeah it's a, a lovely couple uh from toronto um they the um the husband and wife uh team only them such delicious and like it's it's an art form for him um mm -hmm. and his partner his wife um does all the baked goods you need to go there yeah like, i've never heard of it and i've, I've i'm a coffee guy and i, and I yeah. hamilton is like just i'm newer to hamilton and it's just like riddled okay. with amazing <laughs> coffee shops so i and it's like every time i have a conversation with someone on this podcast they bring up a new place i'm like all right yeah add it to yeah. the list yeah. Yeah, it will, I, I'm telling you, I know you've probably heard this before, but once you go there, you're it's it's going to stay with you. Like you're going to want to consistently go back. Like coffee, like he takes as an art form. Like I've had him take three tries in, at his perfection level and he wouldn't give me the coffees because <laughs> it wasn't made to his uh, standards. I was like, all right, you do you. Well, <laughs> yeah, like I, I drink it all three. Yeah, of them. yeah, 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 yeah. So, and it's like every cup, every, like that's that level of commitment and, and art form is, is and every, everything that, that he does and the baked goods, like you're, you haven't tasted anything like these baked goods before. So I'm gonna leave it at that for that. Right. So it's ma right. making you want to go. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah. Do you have a, any, any questions or? Yeah. I was going to say favorite um, kind of waterfall to go explore or run to mm -hmm. and kind of hang out at. Yeah. Um, probably uh tiffany or sherman falls um it's uh yeah it's just a good rest stop like just to recharge and um we even like when it gets like humid humid we just lay in the stream sometimes yeah. <laughs> of, of like the bottom of the uh the falls and just like do a full body soak that's awesome um and like like that's an amazing other than being in like a tropical rainforest you know it's you know that's a that's a pretty cool thing to have locally yeah, I've definitely been in the Sherman Falls, uh, just getting wet and on a hot summer day. So yeah, yeah. Um, last question we like to ask everyone is uh, like, what does move local mean to you? Move local. Um, yeah. So what that means to me would probably be community and an engagement with the community, and and that's what Stack does, whether it's 
getting out and walking with your community, um, being on the trails, running with your community, um, just being active in, in whatever capacity you're comfortable with and being outside. Love it. Vince, it's awesome to have you on. I really appreciate it. Um, it's been cool to hear your story and, you know, it makes sense to me, like listening to you talk about like, you know, growing up playing a bunch of different sports and being in a bunch of different environments and, you know, by the sounds of it, like supporting and like almost being a coach and leader on a team to now like taking that to what you're doing in the, the running community where you're welcoming people from a bunch of different walks of life and you're trying to understand them and have, have them come together and support them through that. Um, it makes total sense to me. And I'm, I'm super pumped that we, we got to chat. No worries. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, 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 oh,